Our lessons are our lessons. It doesn't matter what the situation is and you can't hide from that. So if you think playing small and feeding your fear is gonna keep you safe, it's not. It is only going to exasperate the lesson. Welcome to On the Cusp of Something Beautiful, where we discuss a range of topics centered around art, creativity, mental health and wellness, and my favorite thing to talk about, listening to our intuitive guidance. I'm your host, Amikale Imani, and this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self. Each episode, I get radically honest on how I navigate being an intuitive creator, the struggles, the wins, the lessons, and of course, the intuitive hits. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are and why your gifts, whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful, and rarest self. Hello, welcome back to another episode. I am your host, Amikale Imani. (laughs) I am so glad you're here whenever and wherever you may be listening to this. Thank you for tuning in. Um, This episode is coming out a little bit later than I planned it, but all good, all well. It is coming out on Thursday nonetheless, so there's that. (laughs) I, I hope you all enjoyed your full moon on Monday. I sure did. I sat outside and I just gazed at the moon. It was so big. I was trying to take a picture of it, but it never comes out as good on the camera. It never comes out as good. Um, but still beautiful. You know, kind of one of those things you just kind of have to see in person, which is fine. It allows you to stay present, keeps you in the moment. Um, also, I don't know if you all have realized or noticed, I guess it kind of depends on where you live, but you can see Jupiter, Venus, and Mercury right now. They look like massive stars, and it could be because Santa Fe is really high up, or like 7,000 feet above sea level or whatever, or elevation, whatever that is. <laughs> um, so maybe that's why they look so close, but they're gorgeous. They are gorgeous. I wish I had a telescope. So when I was walking out, um, I was walking around my building trying to figure out like where the moon was, ended up actually being, I was able to just see it from my balcony. But as I was walking, I was looking up and I just saw these stars, like these big, huge stars. And I was like, that's not a regular star. Like, what is it? That has to be a planet. So I, I have this app called, um, Skyview, Skyview Light. And so you can you pull up the app and you can put it into the sky and it'll show you the different constellations and the stars and comets and all kinds of stuff. And so it showed me that Jupiter, showed me Mars. I mean, not Mars. Oh, I think I, actually you can't, I think you can see Mars too. I think you can see Mars too. There might be four of them. It's a, it's, it's a few planets. It's a few planets that you can see. But, but yeah, if I had a telescope though, oh my God, you'd be able to see it so clearly. And that's definitely a sight to see. I remember when I was in astronomy in college, that we, we had like an extra credit assignment because our college had a, um, like an observatory or whatever. And so I went, I was like, I want to see, I want to see some planets. And the planet that we could see at the time was Saturn. Oh my God. And you can like see the planet and you can see all the rings. You can see the color of it. Everything it was breathtaking. So I can only imagine how clear you would be able to see those planets right now. So if you have a telescope, 
I do that, make that a priority. <laughs> um, so yeah, so after I did my moon and stargazing and pulled some oracle cards and I did a burning ritual where I wrote out everything I wanted to release on strips of paper and I burned it. And then I took a nice long salt bath and I went to bed. <laughs> it was great. It was really great. Um, I took a very long bath, y'all. I was in that bath like an hour. It was fine. I didn't care. So I hope you all were able to do a little something as well in your own way. Um, so don't forget Monday, September 27th, my course Activate Your Soul, Activate Your Self launches. This is my seven-week intensive course created to help you shift out of inauthentic habits like people-pleasing, perfectionism, fear, guilt, lack of boundaries, all of those things, and into your whole authentic self where your true abundance lies, okay? When we are able to show up authentically in all that we do, life just comes with more balance, more grace, more ease, and I truly believe we don't have to go through life suffering you know trying to conform trying to fit in none of that reconnecting with our authenticity is the key to our soul's liberation so i'm going to actually read a few of the reviews that i've gotten back from my clients about their experience through the course so this is kasaya she says soul activated my emotional and mental health were in distress from lack of true understanding of my own needs and did not know how to decipher the valuable information my body was sending me. And the Mikolay showed me how to cut through my own BS and be vulnerable with my energy in a way that allowed me to unlock the wealth I had inside all along. Through this course, I was able to step into my power and claim my identity as not only a graphic designer, but as an artist with a voice capable of changing the world. This was a complete reframe for me a life-changing course. Thank you, Kasai, for those beautiful words. And then I'll read one more from uh, another one of my clients, Symphony. She says, this program has been one of the most beneficial experiences I have ever had. I felt really lost with myself more than anything, and I came out of this understanding myself more than before and acknowledging that I'm not going to know all of the answers now, nor be complete, quote-unquote, or finished, quote unquote, with all, with my healing and learning journey. I live as authentically as I can and maneuver with so much more patience and kindness towards whatever I may be feeling and with myself in general. This course has taught me how to hold space for myself. Thank you, Symphony, for those beautiful words. So that's just a little bit of an idea of what you can expect after going through this course. Um, and so, during the course, we meet twice a week via Zoom. There are meditations to help you cleanse and align your chakras, as some of you may know or may not know. Um, that is the energetic medicine that I work with, the chakras. Um, there's also life work, journal prompts, and you get two one-on-one -on -one intuitive guided sessions with me to further support you in this work. Plus, you'll be part of a beautiful and intimate group of individuals who are also doing this work. So, yeah, if you'd like to get more details, book a clarity call with me. It's completely free. Or you can message me on Instagram. The link is in the show notes. And then if you'd like to book an intuitive guided session or oracle card reading and work with me in that way, you can also find a link to those offerings in the show notes. 
I would be so honored to support you in your healing journey in whichever way feels the most aligned with you. All right, so I did not forget the oracle card for today is trust, all right? And so the message that came through for me when I pulled this card was trust that you already have everything you need to succeed. Trust that you already have everything you need to succeed. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's get into today's episode. So today I'm going to be sharing, <clears throat> excuse me, an in-depth look at my intuitive journey, okay? What it has looked like for me following the breadcrumbs, following my intuition, and just going down this path, going down this path of being led by my intuition. <laughs> now, when I first started this podcast, in the very first episode, I gave you all a bit of a snippet of, you know, what led me to quitting my job in fashion design after diving really deep into my spirituality. Like I said, I'm going to give you all more of an in-depth look, you know, what the details were of exactly how this kind of transpired for me. And I'm going to share the story of how I decided to quit my job. Because I don't think I shared this in that episode just for time's sake, because it was just it's so minute. And y'all are going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> but hey, listen, you got to do what you got to do, okay, to get to your truth. Ow, bow. <laughs> so in July of 2019, I got a crazy nudge to quit my job. And it just kept coming up. It kept coming up. It kept coming up. This is like the beginning of July. And I'm like, wait a second. I've been here. I've, I got that job 2017. So I had been there for a couple of years. All right, fine, whatever. But this nudge, I couldn't shake it. It just kind of felt like you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And I was really trying to wait. I was trying to hold out, trying to get my resume together, trying to get my portfolio together, trying to do it the right way, quote unquote. You know, this is how society tells you that you're supposed to like, you know, leave your job. You never leave your job without finding, like without having something lined up. And so I was trying to like play by those rules. And it was, it was, it was just not working for me. I was like, I'm mentally going and like in fucking sane. Like I got to get out of here. This place isn't healthy for me. And so I also just knew that I was done with working in this kind of environment, like working in an office, nine to five, that whole shebang. So I was sick and tired of going back and forth with myself. I was getting really frustrated. And I was like, I'm going to ask for a sign. Never have I ever, <laughs> never have I ever asked for a sign. Because, you know, for those of us who grew up in very strict religious Christian you know, upbringings like, you don't ask for a sign. You're just supposed to trust. You're just supposed to believe in God and follow his word and blah, 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 blah. I was like, I need a sign. I need to know. Let me know. Is this right or no <laughs> or not, you know? And, you know, because this is a big deal. It's quitting my job with nothing lined up. So I'm like, all right, what kind of sign can I, like, what, like, what can I use? What's my sign going to be? And at first, you know, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll use an animal because I love animals. And at first I was like, okay, it'll, like, show me a cat. If I see a cat, then that's going to mean, okay, I quit. Then I was like, a cat? I'm going to see a cat in like three seconds. Like, no, that's not it. I'm not going to use a cat. That's too easy. You know, I was trying to really give myself something like, if I were to see this thing, that's my cue. That's my sign. Without a doubt, a hundred percent. I was trying to make it as in, um, what's the word I want to use? I was trying to make it as clear and concise as I possibly could. 
So a lizard came to my head. I was like, all right, cool. If I see a lizard, that's my sign. I'm quit. This is like close to mid-July. So one day, I'm working late at work. This is maybe a couple weeks later after I've made this, you know, this declaration to spirit. I'm like, show me a sign. Show me a lizard, right? And I'm working on these tech packs. And so tech packs are, you know, where you input all the information on, on how this garment is made. And it goes out to the factory so they can, you know, make the order correctly. And I'm typing in the color names of the thread, you know, the fabric, blah, blah, blah. And one of the colors is this lime green color called lounge lizard. <laughs> I swear to you, I had been looking at this color for weeks and didn't even realize it was right here in front of my face, lounge lizard, because I was looking for an actual lizard. I was like, I know, I'm, I was like, I'm gonna see it in a magazine, on a billboard, in an ad. Hell, walking across the street, I don't know, on someone's t-shirt. Like, I was looking for a picture of an actual lizard. And this is why you got to be clear when you ask for signs, <laughs> okay? You got to be real clear when you ask for signs. So I'm like, all right. I, I remember I go to the bathroom and I'm just like, because at this point, my heart is pounding. I'm like, fuck, like, I, I, I told myself this was going to be my sign. Like, I basically essentially gave myself an ultimatum. Like, if I see this sign, this is what I'm going to do. And now I'm like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Am I really going to, like, am I really going to do this? Heart's pounding, like, holy shit. Like, oh my God. So I, I just like, I was like, okay, like, what if I, like, what's the, like, if I don't go, if I don't do it, like, what's going to happen? And I heard spirits say, you know, if you don't go, like, there's always going to be an opportunity for you to, for you to leave. You know, this isn't like, okay, you missed this opportunity. Well, well, sucks for you. Like, it's not that, but how bad or how much worse does it have to get for you to realize it's time to go? You know, like that's what you're kind of gambling with because I really, truly, truly felt in my heart. If I stayed, I was going to regret it because I thought about it. I felt into that. And that's something that's, something that's really important. When you're when you're feeling into the energy of a decision, feel into like, what does this feel like if I stay? What does this look like if I stay? And I was just like, I'm going to hate myself. I'm going to regret it. I'm going to resent myself. I'm going to hate myself. I'm going to be three times more miserable than what I am now. And so this was like a Thursday or Friday. So I gave myself like the whole weekend to really just, just like ground into the fact that come Monday, I'm going to be telling my boss that I'm putting my two weeks in. And so once it kind of got out around, you know, around the job, around the office, you know, that, that following week, I remember a fellow coworker asking me, you know, if I had another job lined up, lined up, what was I going to do? And I was very honest. And I said, no, I don't have anything lined up. I have no idea what I'm going to do, um, but it's going to be better than this place. <laughs> um, it's going to be better than this place because I can go and make money anywhere. It's New York. You know, I can go find a job anywhere because at this point, this company really, truly, when I really sat and looked at what is keeping me here, Besides fear, besides fear, what is truly keeping me here? Our health insurance was shit, 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 shit. They weren't paying anything towards health insurance. It was completely coming out of our pockets. I didn't even take the insurance because it was that bad. Crazy. It was like $500 every two weeks coming out of my fucking check. Hell no. 
Hell no. And the insurance is trash on top of that. It ain't like we got a Blue Cross Blue Shield or nothing. It was some bottom of the barrel ass like plan. And I was like, oh no, that's okay. That's all right. I don't go to the doctor that often anyways. It's fine. <laughs> you know? And I think what I was there, like I said, I was there for almost two years. I only had five vacation days at that point. Having started working there in November of 2017, by July 2019, I only had five days of vacation time because of how whatever their cracked out system was. I was like, oh no. You know, when I really started looking at the truth of what I was dealing with, I'm like, the only thing that's keeping me here is money. And I can literally go make money anywhere. I can go make money anywhere. They were firing people left and right. I knew they were never going to fire my ass. I was like, well, I'm not going to be one of those people. I could just feel it. They're, my boss liked me too much. <laughs> you know, like she was never going to let me go. No raise in sight. So they were firing all these people and giving me and my, and my direct boss more and more work. No raise in sight, no promotion, no nothing. Just getting more work, getting more work. So I was like, nope, I'm out. Done. I'm done with this, done with this, done with this. And funny enough, and I think I mentioned this in the first episode uh, when I was sharing all of this, or like the, you know, the, the gist of this, that same coworker who asked me what I was going to do, and I told her I didn't have nothing lined up, she ended up quitting before I did. She put in her, her notice after me. She gave them a one-week notice. I at least gave them two weeks. She gave them a one-week notice. She was out before I was. I was like, where is such and such? Oh, she quit. Last Friday was her last day. I was like, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> like, girl, I don't blame you. But yeah, that's how bad it was, y'all. Just to give you guys a, a full, clear picture. That's how bad it was. So this is like a week before, because I think I ended up leaving. Um, my last day was like August 20th or whatever. I don't know. It was, like, it was in the middle of the week. It was like a Tuesday. <laughs> and one of my other coworkers was like, you know, why, 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 like, why don't you wait until Friday? I was like, nope, my two weeks was up on Tuesday. So therefore, my last day is Tuesday. <laughs> Not about to give them a whole extra three days. No. So I remember um, one of my friends at the time, I think one of her friends had applied for like a personal loan and they got it. And she was like, I'm about to apply for this loan and see how much I can get. You should do the same, you know, since you're about to quit. And I was like, yeah, you're actually right. I should. <laughs> so I did and I got it. I, I think how much did I apply for? I think it was like $7,000 and I got it. I was like, all right, cool. And so I used some of that money to pay my credit card bills off completely. I think I had like three grand in credit card bills. Played that, played that all the way off. And I put a couple grand on the side. Um, just, you know, just to have. Just, you know, if, if I needed it. And, and um, so this is August. So that September, I basically had the whole month of September to kind of figure my shit out. Because again, nothing lined up. Didn't know what the hell I was about to do. And so I also had a couple grand saved up from a mutual fund that I had been putting into since I had gotten um this job because I ended up before I got this job I was I was I got fired from another job that I had for like five months um or I was I was out of job for like five months so once I got back into work I was like Ooh, putting money back into a mutual fund because I ended up spending all the money out of my mutual fund because I didn't plan to be out of work for five months so I was you know chipping in chipping in chipping into the mutual fund I was like all right I have that as well if I need it so by the by the end of um September I had gotten a gig that started at the beginning of October. Okay, and I was 
I was also, I was working at an event space called Spring Studios, uh, which I did get a few days in September. Let me take that back. I did get a few days in September because it was fashion week. So for those of you who don't know, fashion week is like the second week of September, lasts for a whole week. So like the, what is it, like the, between like the 6th and the 13th, something like that. It kind of falls on different dates um, each year. But I did get a couple of days with the event studio um, during fashion week. But that was out of like the whole month. I, got, I worked maybe three days, you know. So still wasn't like, you know, wasn't anything major. But it helped. Not going to even lie. It helped, definitely. So um, let's see, where was I? So yes, got a few days, spring studio. Um, so by October, there we go, by October, I had gotten more consistent work with this pop-up gig that I had gotten. Um, I was working at Aerosols and Grand Central Terminal and, uh, our station, working in Grand Central Station. And then, you know, Spring Studios was kind of starting to pick up a little bit more in October. So I was like starting to be like, whew, okay, I'm good. I think I did, I ended up having chip into the mutual fund because it was like, you know, money was coming in, but I hadn't gotten it yet. I was working, but I hadn't really gotten paid yet. Um, so now remember, I said I paid off my credit cards with that personal loan back in August. Didn't touch it. Maybe a little bit, but not significantly. <laughs> so my friend at the time wanted to celebrate her birthday. Okay. And there ended up being a sale with Norwegian Air to Europe. Winter sale. I mean, these fights were ridiculous, y'all. So, guess what I did? <laughs> I bought my flight to Europe. Now, I want to be—I want to be super transparent because you know, as I'm recounting this story, it sounds like, oh, fuck it, let's just go to Europe and blah blah. Like, yes and no, yes and no. Okay. Um, my friend and I—we had been going back and forth for a while, and 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 has she gotten fired yet? Because she actually ended up getting fired. I can't remember if it was before our trip or after our trip. It might have been before our trip. It might have been before our trip, y'all. And so we were like, hey, you know what? After we, after much deliberation, you know what I'm saying? Um, we were like, let's do it. Let's go. She wanted to have a good time. She wanted to celebrate her birthday. The flights were really crazy cheap. Um, we got really good, great deals for the Airbnb. We got it, my other friend to come along with us, Crystal, who's on the show earlier this year, Crystal Jade. Um, so we were able to, you know, budget out a really, really affordable Airbnb rate. So we kind of, everything like, I think all in all, as far as like transportation and lodging, I think we paid maybe five, six hundred bucks for the whole trip. This is for, we went to two different countries. We went to London and Amsterdam for like the whole trip. I think we paid maybe five hundred bucks. You know, so like this was like a really, yeah, we weren't like balling out of control or nothing like that. But, you know, that was for us, it just felt like even more of an incentive to go, you know. And so, <sighs> nervous, yes, nervous to go out of the country and not having like, you know, I'm used to like, okay, I have my full-time job. I'm using my vacation days to go out of the country. Like, this is my first time where I'm like, I'm working, but I'm not like sitting super cushy or nothing like that. You know, like every week I'm counting all my coins to make sure I have my rent and train fare and groceries and everything. But like I said, the flights were really good. The Airbnb was very reasonable. So we were like, let's go, let's do it, you know? And so I ended up putting... Was it that whole trip? It was a majority of that trip on my credit card. And because I had paid off my credit card, they increased my limit from like, 
I don't even remember. It was like seven fifty to like two thousand, some 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 big old jump like that. And I was like, oh shit, who <laughs> oh, Jesus? Um, but you know, at that point, where where all the money I was making for my actual jobs were going to my to my bills, you know. So I think I brought like on the trip. I think I brought like maybe a hundred dollars cash, maybe one fifty, just to exchange to have like you know money um, on hand. But once that was gone. I may have tapped into my debit card a few times and I was like, no, now I'm tapping into like bill money and rent money. I was like, nope. I was like, I'm just going to put this trip on my credit card. I paid it off. Like that's what credit cards are for. You just use them, you pay them off again, you use them, you pay on them, you pay off whatever you can do. Like, you know, I'm not going to be here on this trip, like checking my account every three seconds trying to see a whole oh God, how much money have I spent now? You know? And it was that scary. Yeah, it was scary. But again, it was scary because <laughs> I just paid this credit card off, <laughs> like completely paid it off. But at the same time, I really wanted to be present. I really wanted to, I really wanted to enjoy this trip. I really, truly, truly, truly did. I, I wanted a stress-free experience. I was like, bump that. I choose to live in the moment. I choose to be present. Like I was able to be here and get here. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have fun. And so that's what we did. We had a great time. Um, we were there, we went in the middle of October, um, and we came back like a, like a week before, like the week before Halloween, actually, we came back, I think, I think like the 23rd or something like that. <clears throat> so in December, one of my roommates ends up moving out. And so our rent was going to be increasing. And because my income was, you know, I don't want to say unstable, but I mean, technically it was unstable. You know, at least that's how it felt at the time. Because like I said, I was just piecing together checks. And, <laughs> you know, as I reflect and as I'm sharing this story, <laughs> I actually never missed a payment on my rent. I never, like, I don't think, I may have been a few days late, like four or five days late at the max, but all my bills got paid. I wasn't like in some crazy deep dark hole of being swamped in bills or like, oh my God, how am I going to like everything just kind of was just like being taken care of, being taken care of. And it wasn't in the way that I was used to, like having that, you know, X amount of dollars every two weeks. Like I had been with my full, like my, you know, my nine to five full time job, but I was, I was making do. I was, I was, I was okay, you know? So my roommate moved out and the room and the rent was going to go back up. And I had a pretty sweet deal because where I was staying at at the time, my rent plus utilities was just over a thousand dollars, which is really good in New York. <laughs> but my friend that I went to Europe with had an opening in her apartment and my rent was going to go down a couple hundred dollars and I was going to have my own bathroom. And I was like, hmm. I, this, if I can save a few hundred dollars, you know, and, and, and not have so much pressure on me, I, I was like, hey, why not go for it? And me and her have lived together before on our own, like just her and I, we had a two bedroom apartment at once. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. You know? Um, so I moved in with her and her roommate. The apartment was nice, but it was in a sketchy neighborhood. And to be completely fair, uh, the block we lived on, it really wasn't that bad, but our apartment building was the block. Okay. So the block was hot. Our apartment building was the block. <laughs> it was crazy. Like the building was halfway renovated because some of the people living there in that building, um, 
their apartment was still in the original state because they had been there for so long. So the people who did eventually move out, the landlord or the uh, management company went and re- went in and renovated it. So that way they were able to charge more money. So, you know, new appliances, wall- uh, floors and all that stuff, make it look really nice, you know. While I was living in this building, all right, y'all, I only paid one month of rent. Yes, you heard me correctly. I only paid one month's rent. I was living here, moved in December, we moved out in July. So we were there for six months. Or June, sorry. Moved out in June. We only paid, oh, I only paid one month of rent. Because I had later found out that the people who owned the building, the management company, were shady, 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 shady. There were things in the apartment that were broken. They never came and fixed. Our dryer was broken forever. For the entire time I lived there, we were getting notices on the building that they, were, that they weren't paying the utilities. Gas and water were going to be shut off. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. Crazy. And this is winter time, y'all. We in January when we're getting these notices now. So we kind of, my roommates and I, they kind of, they, they called a meeting with me because they, they were on the lease. I just kind of moved in underneath, you know, underneath them, but they were physically on the lease. So they, they, they brought me in there like, Hey Mickey, this is what we're, this is what's about to go down because this isn't right. Our living circumstances aren't right. Like I remember the two, there was two doors to get into our building. Both the locks were broken. They didn't have like a mailbox for a long time. Like, like illegal shit in the state of New York. Like you can't, like you're supposed to provide a safe inhabitable living condition for your tenants. You know, like that's like law number one in, in the tenant housing situation. So they're like, this isn't right. This isn't fair. Like we're, you know, like we're three women who live in this building, like anything can happen. They don't have proper locks on the door, blah, blah, blah. So they're like, we're withholding our rent until they come and fix this stuff. So they had been in communication with the management company, like, y'all need to come fix this. Y'all need to come and do this. Like putting in 311 notices, making documenting, making notice of everything. So they were like, we've had it. We're fed up. We're not paying them rent anymore. We're getting notices on the door that the utilities are about to get cut off for the building. Like, like, what are we paying them for? What are they doing with our money? Long story short. We ended up holding withholding rent for the for the, the whole duration of, of that time from so from like January to like June. We didn't pay a lick of rent. Okay? But I'm about to show you how God always, always has a plan. Okay? Because by this point I'm working three part-time jobs now. I was really at a point, I just needed versatility all. So I was like, I I don't want to be at no job more than two days a week because I had just been in an office for so long with the same people doing the same thing. I was like, I don't, I just don't want that. I need a variety, versatility. And that's one thing I loved about Spring Studios. Even though I was kind of working with the same people more or less, it was like different kinds of events and different things going on and fashion shows and, and conferences and this and that. It was all kind of stuff happening. And then the pop-up gig, I was getting consistent work with the agency that I was working, I was working with for the pop-ups. And then I got a job at a juice shop back in December. So that was like the last quarter of 2019. Things were like really picking up. Like I was working like five days a week. Crazy whirlwind. Last the last few months of 2019 were crazy. But I was just following the breadcrumbs, doing what felt online, learning to trust my intuition. And even when I didn't know how it was going to work out, it always did. 
And, and here's when I really started to see that I'm truly, truly being guided and directed, okay? So January rolls around. I decided to celebrate my 30th birthday in Spain and Portugal. We had been talking about this back in October. Like, oh, we should come back, go to Spain and Portugal for my birthday, blah, blah, blah. But in January comes around, we're like, no, let's do it. Like, let's really go. So back to Europe, we go. Me and my room, me and my friend that I went to um, London and Amsterdam with for her birthday. It's just me and her this time. Nobody else came. <clears throat> so mind you, this is only four months after we had already been to London and Amsterdam. Because our birthdays are four months apart. So... <laughs> February rolls around. It's my 30th birthday. My roommate and I are off to Spain. I ended up using my rent money for that trip. Because remember, we collectively had decided we're not going to pay rent until they come and fix our apartment. Until they hold up their end of the bargain as management company. And so I... I did use like some of the money that I had been worked like that I worked for. I did use that to like buy flights and certain things. But I think like I bought my return flight on my credit card. I bought the flight from um, Portugal. I mean, the flight from Spain to Portugal on my credit card. It was just like, hey, like I'm going to go and have fun on my thirtieth birthday. Like things are aligning. Like I'm 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 okay. You know, I'm okay. Nervous as all hell. Yes, I was very nervous. Never done anything like that in my life. I'm pretty responsible with my bills, especially my rent. But, you know, we, these people were straight up crooks. Crooks, 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 crooks. So I decided to go to Europe and have a bomb ass time in Spain and Portugal. And that's exactly what I did. And I remember at one point during the trip, though, just, just to be completely transparent, because I was like, I was like secretly tapping it. I was just like sliding. I was just like transferring $100 here. $100 there, $100 there. And I get, I got to a point where I was with my friend and I was like, I, was like, I gotta be honest. She was like, what? I was like, I've been tapping into my rent money. She's like, you have? And I was like, mm-hmm. She was like, good, me too. <laughs> she was like, me too. She's like, remember, like, we're like, she was like, we haven't heard from these people. They're not responding to our emails about coming to fix our stuff. We told them we were withholding our rent. It wasn't like we just stopped paying rent. We told them we were withholding our rent because of this, this, that, and the third. And she was like, don't worry about it. She's like, when we get back to the States and we, we get back to work, you know, put the, just replace the money. But like, while we're here, like, fuck it, have fun. It's your 30th birthday. So that's what we did. Now, mind you, we're hearing rumblings about this whole Corona madness picking up. Okay, this is January, sorry, February of 2020. And before we left, um, there were barely any cases in the States. And our roommates, or our roommate, my roommate's mom urged us, she was like, get some masks. So she ended up sending us masks, Lysol, like wipes, like little traveling size that you can put in your bag and stuff. And she was like, wear these masks, wipe down your seat, wipe down the seat buckles, everything. She's like, we don't know what's about to happen with this coronavirus thing. <clears throat> and we were like two or five people wearing actually wearing masks when we went to Europe and when we came back okay so we're on the plane heading back to the states now and I get an alert on my phone that Italy has like a hundred thousand COVID cases some crazy astronomical number and I was just I just remember sitting in the in the seat because we haven't we haven't taken off yet we're like literally on the airplane buckled up about to go about to go back to New York and I was just like what the hell like, what is going on? Like, what is this COVID thing? What is happening? Y'all, we get back to the States and all hell 
breaks loose. We get back to the States, and after it hit Italy, it hit Spain, obviously, because I don't know how well y'all are with your geography, but Spain and Italy are very close to each other. If not, if I'm not mistaken, they're connected, they border each other to some capacity. And then Spain borders Portugal. So it was like, once Italy got hit, Spain got hit, boom, Portugal was done. And I was like, whoa, we were just there. Like, we were just there like two weeks ago. <laughs> and we were just like, what the heck is happening? You know, so we get back. My last day of work at the pop-up was mid-March. So shortly after coming back from Europe, I put my two weeks in at the juice shop because I hated it there. I was miserable. And I was like, I left my nine-to-five job because I hated was miserable i hated it i was like i'm not about to do it with this part-time juice shop like i'm just not i don't have the energy for it Mm -mm. so my last day ended up being like march 12th by march 17th all my jobs were done spring studios had shut down the pop-up shop was closed down as well that was that was actually my last day of work march 17th at the pop-up and so i did what everybody else did i filed for unemployment (laughs) and i was on unemployment up until September of this year, y'all, 2021. That is how I was able to really start my business, pay my bills, everything. So now here's why I share all of that, right? Because that was just me following my, my intuition. That's what me following my intuition looked like. While we were on unemployment, we saved like crazy because that was a time when the government was just like, here's a, here's this fourteen hundred dollars stipend and here's an additional. Well, I don't know if every I don't know how everyone else's state works, but New York was they were we was it was a nice cushion. <laughs> we were getting like the regular state unemployment plus the additional federal unemployment, so it was like we were just getting all this money. And my roommate was like, save your money. She was like, we're moving about this piece. She's like, it's not safe here. She was like, with this pandemic going on like like it is, we don't know what's about to happen. And God forbid someone try to come up into our apartment, rob us, do whatever. Like we, did, like, we just didn't know. We were like, we need to be in some place safe. We're going to be stuck in our house for X amount more months. We need to be living someplace where we're safe and comfortable. So she was like, all this money that we get in, save it. Put it away, save it, save it, save it. So we were saving like crazy. We were out here balling crazy like some people were. No shade, but that's just what it was. We were like, nope, we need to get about this piece. So she was like, try to see if you can get like five grand saved up. So we got about $5,000 saved up. And so we ended up moving into a much better place come June 2020. Much, much, much better place. We ended up finding this beautiful brownstone. We had the whole entire first floor. Um, there was this cool couple that lived, young couple that lived on top of us, much better area. We were closer to our friends, everything. And so for those of you who are wondering, what happened to the other apartment we weren't paying rent at? We did end up paying a portion of what we owed them. we settled. Um, so we, we each ended up paying like $1,500. So it was three of us. So that's, they got $1,500 out of us, which was to be honest, a lot less than what we actually owed them, but they never came and fixed the damn thing ever and there was this whole entire lawsuit out on them it was really bad y'all this company was just the pits and I remember when when we were getting into our new apartment we were were completely transparent we told the people we were going through we ended up going through a um what do you call like a broker or whatever and she was like you know man ask like what's the name of the management company we tell her the name of the management company and she laughs that's how bad it was she was like oh God, she was like, you're like, that's who your management company is? And we're like, you know them? She was like, yeah, they're bad. They're really bad. And I was like, yeah, that's what we're dealing with. 
So it was that bad. She knew exactly who they were. It was like, I'm so sorry y'all been going through that, but they are horrible. So that's where we were. Okay, now let's go back to me leaving my job in 20, August of 2019, because it was only six months from when I left my full-time job to when the pandemic hit in March. Only six months. Not a long time, right? It felt like forever, but it was only six months, okay? And I I remember so when I first started my business, I started my course. Um, I took a course called um, Course from Scratch by Daniel Leslie. So one of the things that she has you do in the course is create your brag bank. So essentially, whatever field you're going to be teaching in or whatever, it's like you go back through your life and you and you kind of start pinpointing different things that you've done up until this point to where you are, you know, just so that way you can kind of see a clear timeline of how you've gained your experience, your knowledge, your insight, all of that. And so that's when I realized when I did that brag bank, I was like, oh shit, that only, that only happened, all of that happened in a span of six months. And I realized, I was like, had I stayed at that job, they would have never fired me, ever. And that's why I knew I had to quit. Because I was, I was like, oh, I'll just wait till they fire me. Mm-mm. I, I, no, I was like, they're not going to fire me. They firing everybody else in this in this piece. They are not going to fire me. And I was like, I just had to trust my instincts because God forbid this pandemic would have hit and I was still working there. I wouldn't have made no more money. They wouldn't have given me no kind, like nothing. Like my, my, my poor boss, God bless her soul, soul. She still works there. Okay. She still works there. I don't think they've ever given her a raise since she first started. I don't believe so. Like, Yeah. And as they were firing all these people around us, they were giving us their work, giving us their work, giving us their work. No raise in sight, no promotion, nothing. Just giving us more work, more work, more work. And I was already feeling completely miserable. So God, like, just imagine, y'all know how the pandemic hit us mentally and emotionally. Just imagine being stuck in a job that you were just like, oh, already just miserable at. So I thank God every day that I trusted my gut And I trusted my instincts and I left. And I left. That place was toxic. Our superiors, my bosses, my boss and I's superiors were toxic. Toxic. And even with the juice shop, it wasn't toxic, but I hated it. I absolutely hated it. They ran that place like a college fraternity. And I just wasn't interested. I didn't care. I, I I wanted a job where I can just come in, show up. Oh, you need help, such and such? Okay, cool. Here's the direction. Here's where you go. Like, I just needed a very simple, easy, like, I was not trying to have to think or work harder than necessary. I was not getting paid that much money. Like, I was not about to be up in here bearing my heart and soul. (laughs) Just sorry. No, wasn't going to do it. So I asked why I put my two weeks notice in. And they loved me. They're like, why are you quitting? Oh, my God. I got to go. I hate it here. And I don't care about none of these juices. And I just got to a point. You know, I'm I'm someone who really prides themselves on doing a good job and working hard. I don't mind working hard, but I just can't, I got to a place and that was really like 
the awakening part, the eye opening part for me when it came to my spirit, my spiritual awakening of like really searching for purpose. Like I, I want to be here for X amount of hours out of my day. I want to feel like I am really contributing something. I want to feel like I am part of part of something greater than myself. That's making an impact on the people that I am serving, the people that I'm helping. I'm not doing that here. I'm really not. You know, so I was like, if I'm not, if I'm not going to be at a job where I'm truly being of service, I don't need to be breaking my back to, to, to juice kale and apple and ginger. Like, sorry, <laughs> you know? So I was, I was just really had this get to a place of integrity and I was like, I gotta go, I gotta get out of here. And again, had I stayed there when the pandemic hit, they would have never fired me. And some of their locations stayed open even after the pandemic hit. I think they shut down for like the mandatory two weeks or whatever. And then they were back open. And I was like, no, mm -mm, nope, can't do it. So when I look back and see how much I was truly protected, guided, and directed, it just really shows me that my true path and journey in life is following my intuition, you know? And that's not everyone's purpose, mission, whatever, but I do feel like, you know, following your intuition always, 100%, whether it's in your work, whatever whatever your career field is, with your relationships, with your, your, um, your family, whatever the case may be, like really learning to, to fine tune what that, what that guidance looks like for you. Because it has saved me from so, so, so much. And that's why I wanted to share this with you, share this part of my story, because it's not until you look back and you see how far you've really come, do you begin to understand how imperative it is to follow your gut. Always and forever, always and forever. I started my spiritual journey in December of 2018. It'll be three years come this December. I, I launched my intuitive business in March of this year, 2021. So I want you to know, as scary as it might feel to just step out on faith, do something different that you've never done, and just follow your heart, I can promise you, it is so worth it. If you don't hear anything else from this episode, know that following your intuition will always be worth it. Even in the crappy apartment with the shady landlord, Okay, because we ended up withholding our rent and that funded for two, funded me for two trips. <laughs> well, one trip. <laughs> one trip, you know, paid off my credit card bills, got, got a loan, paid off my credit card bills, got a raise in my credit, in my credit, you know, um, what you call it, in my credit. <laughs> you know, so like everything just, just unfolded, you know, even training at, to work at that juice shop, like I was pledging for a daggum fraternity. You know, being able to travel to four different countries within four months. And I thank God I took out that load <laughs> to cushion quitting my corporate job because I didn't have no backup plan. But it worked out. Everything worked out. Even though when I was like, why am I doing this? But I feel like I should do it. I feel like I need to do this. And it all worked out. I was able to connect the dots afterwards. You know, and every step I took, another brick was laid out in front of me to step out on. Did I have some dark days where I didn't know, you know, if I was going to be able to pay for my mental pass? Yeah. Did I have to eat dollar pizza for lunch and dinner sometimes? Yeah. But all that brought me here to where I am today. And I would not trade any part of my journey for the world. 
Because what I've learned is this, okay? What I have learned is this. If it wasn't going to be dollar pizza, it was going to be a toxic ass boss in a toxic work environment. If it wasn't going to be not knowing how I'm going to pay for my subway fare, it was going to be something else. Our lessons are our lessons. It doesn't matter what the situation is and you can't hide from that. So if you think playing small and feeding your fear is going to keep you safe, it's not. It is only going to exasperate the lesson. My lesson was to learn how to trust in my intuitive guidance, to do things that made me happy, travel, enjoy life, to trust that I was going to be taken care of and provided for no matter what. And ever since this pandemic hit, I haven't missed a beat, y'all. I have not missed a beat, even when I was making $25 stretch to buy groceries for the week. Even then, I learned through it all. And you will learn through it all. Staying present in your trying times because those, those are where your lessons are. Those are where your lessons are. And if you can stay present and learn what you need to learn, learn how to adapt, learn how to adjust, how to pivot, you'll be all the better for it. And you won't have to learn the lesson again because you are present. You've got the wisdom. You've got the insight. You've got what you needed to move on to the next step. And so that's why I wanted to share this with you all today. This part of my intuitive journey. Not to say that, you know, you have to go through this or you have to do this. You have to quit your job. Like, that's not everybody's path. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is follow your guidance, whatever your path will look like. That's what your path is meant to be. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you do get a chance to find another job that lights you up and then you can quit the job that you hate. Maybe, maybe that's your path. Maybe your path is to just take that leap of faith and just see what happens next. That's fine. There may be some similarities. There may not be. That's okay. It's to inspire you to follow your path soul, your soul's path. <laughs> it's to inspire you to follow what your soul's path is wanting, where your soul's path is wanting to take you. Follow your unique, authentic path and find out where your blessings are. You know, like I was able to spend my 30th birthday in Spain and Portugal just weeks for this freaking pandemic hit. And I'm so extremely grateful. I do not take that for granted at all, y'all. I still pinch myself to this day because a lot of people didn't get to have that opportunity. A lot of people don't get to have that opportunity. So don't let fear of the unknown allow you to miss out on the beautiful gems that Source has waiting for you if you just trust in your guidance. Trust in the guidance that you're getting. Trust, y'all. Trust. That was the message for this episode. That's no coincidence. Check in with yourself and see where you can be trusting yourself more. Self-trust is everything in this game everything in this game of life and that's a fact of life okay you take the good you take the bad you take it all and there you have the facts of life all right so all right <laughs> i felt like so intense sharing that story with y'all i hope this helps you all i really do i hope this inspires you i hope i hope it sparked some reflection and introspection <sighs> Yes. Thank you. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I'm going to be leaving you all with two journal prompts. That's something I'm going to start doing more often as well, probably just on the solo episodes, but 
uh, one of my friends who listens to this show faithfully. Hey, Karen. Um, she said it really, it's it really supportive. Uh, sorry. She said it's really supportive when I offer journal questions and I've done them here, here and there. But, you know, since I'm, I know that that's something that really um, supports you all, at least some of you all, I don't know if it supports all of you all, but maybe not will, I will do them more often, all right? So here are the two journal questions that I'm leaving with you for this week as we close out of this beautiful episode. Question number one, and I'll also put these in the show notes as well, but question number one is how can I be more discerning when following my intuition? How can I be more discerning when following my intuition? And then question number two is what will allow me to find more joy in listening to my intuitive guidance? What will allow me to find more joy in listening to my intuitive guidance? All right, my beautiful, beautiful beings. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Again, I hope this episode supported you and will support you through the upcoming week, really offer you some insight, some some introspection, give you a chance to reflect on how you can truly be navigating through your life, through your world, honoring your intuition, honoring your intuitive guidance, and and really just giving giving yourself that that space to just show up authentically that's what our intuition is for that is the crux of our authenticity is following our intuition is following our guidance you know that's how we create our story that is how we create our story so again i want to remind you all my course is launching on monday september 27th if that is something that is in your heart and you've been kind of like kind of wanted to, wanted to reach out, wanted to reach out, and you just haven't done it yet, I am completely and totally encouraging you to reach out, book your free clarity call, let's chat, let's discuss what are some of the challenges that you're facing with following your intuition, with showing up more authentically, you know, what are those self-sabotaging habits that you're, you're just trying to break out of and you just can't seem to figure out what the F, <laughs> you know? Um, I would love, love, love to be, you know, a resource in your healing journey, in your intuitive journey, in your self-healing journey, all of that. So reach out, don't be a scar. <laughs> and I'll see you all next week. Next week's going to be our episode or my episode with my beautiful friend and accountability partner, Chastity Wright. Um, if you guys remember, I had my other accountability partner on a couple weeks ago, Coach Stacy Christine. So me and Chas have a beautiful conversation. She's Hawaiian, which is how you properly say the word Hawaii. <laughs> and so she's dropping gems, dropping knowledge about Hawaiian culture and what she's learned, her experiences, because she's also a coach and she's also started her own business. So we just chit chat about that and we you know the lessons that she's had to go through and learn um, in life. So yes, so come back next week, next Thursday and have a beautiful weekend, y'all. All right. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and leave a rating or a review. Now don't forget, I'm picking the best review at the end of the month and giving that person a free 30-minute energy reading. So be sure to leave a review for the chance to be selected.